Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone, from beginner to expert, can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. Hello and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I realized this episode, well, that all my episodes come out on Thursday, and this episode is coming out on Thanksgiving, so for all my Americans that are listening and celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you are having a wonderful time or have had a wonderful time with your families in case you are listening to this later, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Today, we are going to be doing a winter care guide, kind of how to prep your houseplants for winter. Winter has hit many of us that are listening, and so I kind of wanted to touch on it. Before I get into it, though, I am doing giveaway winners every single episode for the foreseeable future. So tons of giveaways. It's so fun. I'm able to do this because I connected with a local greenhouse, and they are being so kind and are giving a free plant to our giveaway winners. If you want to support them, which I highly recommend, you at least go and look. They are new to the e-commerce world, trying to break into it and sell houseplants. And I'm actually, this is kind of a spoiler, but pretty soon I'm going to be doing an episode where you guys get to learn more about this greenhouse, how it started, what it's like running a greenhouse, and how to start one yourself. But anyways, their website, if you want to check them out, is onlinegardencenter.store. It's a great way to help them out as they are on this new adventure in the online world. That's onlinegardencenter.store. So let's get into our giveaway winners today. I take two people, one from Spotify, one from Apple, because those are my two main platforms that people listen on. I'm sorry, I don't cater to every platform. It would kind of be a mess if we did. So for those on Spotify who like to listen over there, I have a question on each episode. And if you go to the most recent episode and you respond, you're done. You're entered in. You're good to go. I choose a winner from there. And then over on Apple Podcasts, if you leave a review and write something, that is how you enter in over there. So starting with Spotify, I asked the question in last episode, which was about the worst plant advice you've ever heard. I asked people what was their worst plant advice they have heard. And so this is kind of a silly username, but Farting Unicorns 2014, you are a winner today. They responded that the worst advice they've heard is to water indoor succulents every day. 
That is awful advice. I feel like I fell for that advice when I got my first plant, which was a succulent. I like to think I was very caring. <laughs> I was worried about my succulent. I wanted to give it all the water it needed. And yeah, it died. They don't need that much water. They need a forgetful parent to be taking care of them. And I was not that. If that was you, Farting Unicorns 2014, feel free to email me at tinnyplants at gmail.com. That's T-E-N-N-E-Y, plants at gmail.com. And I will get you set up with your free plant. And moving over to Apple Podcasts, the review that I have chosen today is from Giants fan Meg. Meg? It's spelled M-E-A-G. I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's Meg. And they say, hi, Rachel, I'm a pretty new listener a couple weeks in now, and I'm really enjoying your podcast. You have great plant advice. I just finished your most recent episode about bad plant advice and could have listened to an hour or more of that. It's beneficial to hear what actually works and what is total nonsense. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for that sweet review. And also, I'm so glad to know that someone enjoyed that last episode. I mentioned that it was kind of just me going on a whim, having some fun. And it's good to get feedback from a listener that they enjoyed it. I'll have to do more of those. If you guys ever run across a crazy post with some crazy comments, of course, like relating to plants, don't send me nonsense that like doesn't relate to plants. I mean, you can, but it won't be in an episode. But if you run across something, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm plant school podcast over there, or you can email me tinnyplants at gmail.com and Either of those, I will definitely be able to see it. But I feel like that could be a fun little continuing series. But anyways, thank you Giants fan Meg for leaving that review. If you want to email me as well, I will get you set up with your free plant. And I really appreciate you guys interacting and supporting the podcast. It means so much to me. And like I said, I'm going to be doing these giveaways for a while. So, I mean, free houseplant anyone? It's yours. All you got to do is answer the question on Spotify. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. You can do both. That would up your chances even more. All right, so let's get into our winter care guide. And this is kind of what we're going to cover. First, we're going to cover why you should alter your care in the winter. And then I want to talk about plants that handle cold weather better versus plants that don't handle cold weather so well. And then lastly, I want to talk the specifics of how you can help your plants in the wintertime, like specific things you can do to help them survive and thrive in the wintertime. I understand that it's not winter time for every single person that's listening, but a majority of my listeners are in the northern hemisphere of the world and we deal with winter. So if you are in the southern hemisphere, you can go listen to my summer care guide episode. And if you're on the equator, Whatever, you're just chilling, enjoying tropical houseplants all around you, so a little bit jealous of that. But you could listen in case you move. I, I, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. But jumping into our first question, which is why should you alter your care in the winter for your houseplants? And this is why. Because winter is probably the easiest time to kill a houseplant. It's because they're dealing with less light, less humidity, cold temperatures. It's just a lot of stress. And so a lot of houseplants bite the dust in the wintertime. We want to stop that from happening, of course. And so I kind of want to just for a second touch on what happens to a plant when they do get cold. First and foremost, if they get under 32 degrees Fahrenheit, which is where water freezes, 
I believe that's zero degrees Celsius, as water freezes, it expands, right? And the water inside of a plant cell, they push up against the cell wall to the point that it bursts, it breaks. And if your cells have ruptured, you die. The same thing goes for a plant. If the cells rupture and that structure ruptures, it dies from the inside. That's why it's detrimental for a plant not to get to freezing temperatures because they will explode on the inside. It's not as exciting as that sentence sounds. They aren't going to burst on your porch, but they will just go extremely limp and be gone. That is why when frost hits for gardeners, they harvest everything they can because everything is going to get soggy and limp because those cells have exploded. My entire garden is actually still sitting out there soggy and limp because I haven't cleaned it up. I like to think I'm just creating habitats for beneficial insects, but it's really just me being kind of lazy. But moving on, plants also go undergo changes at a higher temperature than that. Not too high. We're still in the cold range, but cold weather can decrease enzyme activity and kind of slow growth down. Everything is moving a little bit slower because molecules move slower when they are cold. But if you drop below the 50 degree range, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, then a plant can deal with cold shock. Cold shock can cause plants to droop or wilt. The leaves can get discolored. It also can leave a plant becoming mushy and black. So really the danger zone is really anywhere below 50 degrees, whereas 32 is just a death sentence for most plants. Most plants that aren't woody. Like, trees don't die because they've got that woody cell structure, but herbaceous plants that are soft and squishy will most often die. All right, so moving on to the next part, which is do some plants handle cold weather better? The answer is yes. There are many plants that are more hardy and can handle the cold much better than others. So this doesn't mean you can put them out in below 50 degree weather and they will be fine and dandy. Most of them will not enjoy that. They will get cold shock, but they can handle drafts better than others. And they aren't super sensitive to temperature extremes. And you don't have to keep as close of an eye on them in the wintertime. We're going to start with cold tolerant plants first. And then I also want to touch on plants that are not very cold tolerant and are actually super sensitive. So cold tolerant includes ZZ plant, cast iron, geraniums, jade plant, maidenhair ferns, sago palm, snake plant, dracaenas, the Chinese evergreen, or it's also known as an ag plant or aglionema, the clivia, Christmas cactus, philodendrons, hoyas, those are two very large groups of plants right there, but most all of them do very well with cold. Pothos plants, ponytail palms, moth orchids, rubber trees, and spider plants. And there was probably more I could have put on that list. And I think it's because the houseplants that are in our homes and they've gotten here and they're very popular and we're, you know, buying and selling them, I think they've gotten here for good reason. They're extremely tolerant of a wide variety of conditions or else they wouldn't be popular And so most of the ones we know and love are able to handle each season as it comes. But of course, this doesn't mean we shouldn't check up on them each season and make sure they're good to go because we do want to minimize damage and stress to our plants. All right, and then some plants that are sensitive to cold weather and 
if you do have these, keep an extra close eye on them. These are the ones that I came across. There's hibiscus, impatiens, coleus, orchids, which moth orchids were on the cold tolerance, but apparently other orchids not so great at cold weather. Bougainvillas and poinsettias, which poinsettias just make me laugh because it is like the Christmas plant, yet here it is being on the sensitive list. Why have we chosen this plant to be a symbol of Christmas? Actually, you can listen to my podcast episode about poinsettias I did last year, and you can figure out why it was the symbol of Christmas. Anyways, those were the main ones I could find, and most of them I'm like, I don't know how often people have like a hibiscus in their homes or a bougainvillea. I know bougainvilleas are like a common ornamental outside to have. So that kind of surprised me that there weren't more, but I think it goes back to the point I made earlier that most houseplants that are popular are popular because they're very durable and hardy. All right, now that we've covered what houseplants are great at cold weather and some that are not so much, and we've covered why we should do this, let's talk about the specific things that we can do, how to help them. So number one is to increase light or move them, because like I mentioned at the beginning, those of us in the northern hemisphere, the sun is lower in the sky, it's often covered by clouds in the wintertime, so moving them closer to a light source is very helpful if possible. And rotating them, if they're leaning towards a window, can help them not have leaning growth, for lack of a better term. You can tell that they're really reaching for that sun. So go ahead and spin your plants every time you water them. Just kind of make a habit of it. And if you really need to, you can get grow lights to help supplement the shorter hours of sunlight that we're getting here on the Northern Hemisphere. There's so many grow lights available. I swear... At least once a week, maybe more, I have someone reach out to me on my email asking me to review their grow lights because I have a small plant YouTube channel. I've tested a few, but after a while, I'm just, I don't know what else to say. There's so many, they do their job. I honestly could make a whole YouTube channel just going over grow lights. That's how many there are now, but it sounds like the most boring YouTube channel, just plant grow light reviews at least to me. Maybe you're into that kind of thing. I don't know what you do on your Saturday nights. All right, next thing is to be mindful of temperature. This one seems pretty obvious, but bring your plants indoors. If they were out for the warmer seasons, don't let them freeze and die. If they are by a cold window or a drafty area like a front doorway, you should try to move them away from those places if possible. Keep them also away from heaters or radiators. You can get heat damage in the winter because those things are on more often. And you want to keep leaves and stems from touching cold windows since they could possibly get cold enough to freeze and that part of the leaf that is touching, it would freeze and die. Probably wouldn't kill the whole plant, but it could cause damage to those leaves that are touching. My next tip is to just realize that you may lose some leaves. Because there's less light, that means there's less food for plants. So some of them may drop leaves or some leaves will turn brown. This is normal. You can trim off those dead leaves. Don't stress too much about it. It's just the plant going through this time and season. And even though I just mentioned to trim off those dead things, avoid pruning your plant. That's my next tip, is to avoid pruning. 
And when I say this, I mean heavy pruning. You can remove dead leaves. That's totally fine. But over winter is not really the time to cut back your plant because it's really hard for a plant to recover in these colder, slower growing months. So really save pruning for spring or summer. My next tip is to avoid repotting. And this is the same deal as it is for my previous tip to avoid pruning. They are growing more slowly. Repotting is best done in times of growth to allow them to bounce back easier from the stress of being repotted. So wait until spring or summer to repot your plant. Next tip is to dust off your leaves. Having closed windows during these cold months and more often than not closed doors can really increase dust and indoor pollution. What a lovely thought. But just make sure that you are wiping off the buildup on your plant's leaves. This can help them make the most out of the light that they are getting, that limited amount of sun that they're getting in the day. And you can just use a soft, damp cloth. I like to use a microfiber one, and you can just use that to wipe them down. If you listened to last episode, you could even use some mayo to shine them up (laughs) or use some milk to take off hard water spots. Actually, don't do either of those things, okay? Just don't do it. All right, next tip is to expect your plant to slow down in growth. With those shorter days, with that less sun, many plants can go kind of semi-dormant or they just seem to be growing slower. I know for some people, the opposite can happen because their plants are like getting more direct sun because the sun is lower. It's streaming in their windows better. I've noticed this too. Some of my plants seem to do really well in the winter because they're getting more direct sun. So it kind of just depends. Just keep an eye on your plants. If you notice that they are growing like crazy and doing great, you want to alter their care accordingly to how they're growing. My next tip is to water less. This is probably the biggest reason why your houseplant could die in the winter, I would say, is watering issues. So when your plant is going through this stage of slow growth or semi-dormancy, they are taking up less water because they aren't growing as much. How do you get around this? It's so easy. All you do is check the soil before you water them. Stick your finger just a few inches down. If it's wet, don't water it. If it's damp, wait a few more days. But if it's dry, it probably needs some water. But more often than not, people aren't checking. They're just watering like they normally do, and the plant is getting way too much water. It gets root rot and dies. On the bright side, this does mean that you can vacation a little bit easier, which is great because there are quite a few holidays in the wintertime. But when you leave, most plants in the winter can go about a week or more and you don't have to worry about watering them and getting a plant sitter. I think mine honestly could go about two weeks without water in the wintertime. My peace lily is the one that keeps me on track. If it's looking like a sad Nancy with its droopy leaves, I know that all my house plants are in need of water. I probably shouldn't let it get to that point, but I do, okay? Some other signs that you are watering them too much are fungus gnats and mold. So if you do notice those things, just try and cut back on watering. Slow it down so that the soil can dry out and eliminate the fungus gnats and mold. My next tip is to avoid fertilizing. And this one is like, it depends. If you notice your plant has slowed down in its growth, Don't fertilize it. If it's growing like crazy, don't worry about this tip too much. You could probably fertilize and it would be fine. I do recommend using it at like half strength though. 
And this is simply because when plants are growing, they're actively pulling up nutrients from the soil in their periods of growth. So if it's not growing, those nutrients in the fertilizer that you're adding will just sit there. They'll probably just get washed away just after each time you've watered it, nutrients will leach out. So you're kind of just wasting fertilizer at that point, but it can also damage the plant if it's not actively growing very much. All right, I have two more tips. First one, keep an eye on pests. Really warm and dry conditions are the favorite type of conditions for things like spider mites. So if you do notice spider mites, get rid of them fast. Use cotton balls soaked in alcohol to wipe them off. You can use neem oil. You can also just, you know, try and wipe them off. Spray them down in your shower with room temperature water. But just be sure to keep an eye on spider mites. That's probably the most common one that can really proliferate in the wintertime because it is warm and dry. My last tip is to check on humidity. So low humidity is very common in the winter, which can lead to your leaves having really dry, crispy leaf edges. Our homes, on average, have about 10 to 20% humidity in the winter, and plants are usually happy around 50% humidity, and that's not too hard to get in other months like spring, summer, fall, but As soon as the temperature starts to fall and our heaters come on, our humidity really depletes in the wintertime. So if you notice a problem, you can try clumping your plants together to raise the humidity. This is because your plants are losing water each day out of their stomatas, which increases the humidity around them. So if you clump them together, they can kind of enjoy that raised humidity level together instead of it just simply dissipating into the room. Another option is to use a humidifier. A lot of people have those just for themselves in their bedrooms to help them breathe easier. I think I don't have one in my room. I don't actually know why people use them. I know it's great for like when you're sick and have a cold. It can kind of help that dry cough be more phlegmy. Sorry if you hate that word. But just be sure that you aren't using something like a mister or a pebble tray. And I know I've recommended pebble trays in most all my previous episodes, but actually pebble trays don't work too well. I One of my listeners was so kind to send me all this different stuff about it, videos, different articles, and I looked through them and it's true. Pebble trays don't effectively raise humidity. So if you have them, I mean, you can keep them or if you want to get rid of them, feel free because they aren't doing too much. But both pebble trays and misting has very, very minimal effects on raising humidity for long periods of time. So I would definitely suggest a humidifier or placing your plants together to kind of help that humidity level. And that was my last tip. So with those in mind, you are set to go out, adjust your care just here and there, maybe move some plants here and there, and your houseplant should be ready to go for the winter time. And hopefully you won't lose any. Because even though it is the easiest time to kill a houseplant, I am confident that that won't be the case for you after listening to this episode. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope that you will join me in two weeks for a brand new episode. And I hope for all my American friends that you have had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. 
or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode, and you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast. Thank you.